0: Hi, this is Kate with uh, What the Hell is Elder Care, and I'm talking with Bill. And uh, Bill, how old are you?
1: I believe I'm 78.
0: Okay, Bill's 78, and we just had a really nice conversation. And he was talking about when his parents were getting older. How did they age in place, Bill?
1: After farming uh, for many years, they moved to a small town. And they had a small room with a TV and two chairs, and that's where they sat and they listened to the uh, scanner, the police reports, until they until they died.
0: Okay, so so they really didn't do anything. They accepted aging, and then they just let it come to them, and that's how they lived. But what about you?
1: Well. Uh, when I saw them doing that I decided I'm not going to do that and um, like for example a few weeks ago I had a job where I went and inspected a roof and and the warehouse and after we did all the inspections the salesman that I was with we were parting ways at the time and he asked me how old I was which I thought was kind of inappropriate but I you know, I told him how old I was and he says oh I thought you were a lot younger than that mm-hmm. which made me feel good but sure but it really doesn't have any difference any effect on me I thought that was interesting
0: right but you don't have a chair right
1: ah a chair
0: a chair t- my
1: chair I'm going to have a rocking chair a rocking chair. and sit on the porch but first, I have to make it. Okay. I can't buy it. I can't buy one that's nice enough for me to want to sit on the beach, on the porch and in the rocking chair. So after I make it, then I'll sit on the porch, See, and then I can plan my next rocking chair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but right now, you're working. You have your own business.
1: Yes, I, I'm still working. Not as much because people, for some reason, don't call me anymore. Mm -hmm. But uh, I still get uh, periodically jobs, and that's what I do.
0: So what would would your last statement be about what the hell is aging to you?
1: It's just another stage of life, just like being born and being middle-aged. It's just one of the steps. It's who everybody is.
0: Very good. And you're just not sitting back on your chair right now and waiting for things to happen. You're actually going out there making things happen.
1: That's because I don't have a chair.
0: (laughs) He's a really good carpenter, by the way. Thank you, Bill. (laughs) What the hell is elder care? Hi,
2: Jane. Hey, Kate, good are, to see you.
0: Same here. How are you feeling today?
2: I'm feeling good. good. I'm feeling very good. Thanks. Excellent.
0: I'm happy to hear that. Now, um, before we get started with our second podcast um, on physical changes in aging, um, we would really like to, Jane and I would really like to thank you all for listening to our first podcast.
2: It was incredibly heartwarming, not just the content of the reviews, but the time that people took because it allowed Kate and I to realize that we're meeting some of our goals of what this podcast is because of your comments. And we are both very grateful.
0: Absolutely. We really appreciate that you're taking time out of your busy day and uh, giving us uh, positive reviews and feedback. Um, so let's just get into it then, Jane. Tell I'm us- ready. Okay, so tell me
2: about our guest speaker. I am so excited to meet her. Well, I her name is Cheryl Morrell. And I had the pleasure of working with Cheryl. We mm-hmm. both worked for Gallagher Hospice. We both recently retired from Gallagher. Wonderful. But Cheryl's got more than just hospice experience. She's got med surge. She's got cardiology, emergency room, and her 40-plus years in nursing. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but I think... This is pretty close to home for her because she has an elderly father that she's a caregiver of. Mm -hmm. And also, um, she's not going to, I'm not going to let her hide from the fact that she's in her 60s too, Kate. So (laughs) join the club. (laughs) It's a pleasure to bring to the podcast Cheryl Morrell. Okay. And I think I have a few
0: questions and maybe Cheryl can focus a little bit on knees. Why do our (laughs) knees crunch? You know whenever you're getting up from a sitting position and then the big one for me is what the hell's a buddha stomach that buddha belly like where does that come from as soon
2: as you turn 60. so jane cheryl please give yourself some more credit than what i did here's cheryl morrell excellent hi ladies
3: oh my goodness it is so nice to see both of you again i Jane has already said we've worked together at Gallagher Hospice. And actually, Kate and I worked at Gallagher Home Health. um, Yes, we did. Probably at least 15 years ago, I would imagine. I know. So both of these ladies um, kind of took me under their wing when I first started at Gallagher. And um, what a pleasure to be back with these guys. I find it quite interesting that we're going to talk about my aches and pains. (laughs) 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 But before we go into that, Um, I just wanted to let you know, um, as a nurse, it has been a privilege to be a nurse. And um, I always said that my mother was the best nurse I ever knew. But my mother took not one um, minute of formal care. Really? She just knew how to care for people. And she's the one that taught us that you care for people like they're your family.
0: I agree. And
3: so um, that, uh, and I had a brother with polio. Mm-hmm. So I saw my mother care for him and take care of him. And that, I wrote a little story in the third grade, what I wanted to be. And it was a nurse. And um, I found myself so privileged to know that what I wanted to be, I became.
0: Right. And
3: what I became was everything I thought it would be. Excellent. It was. It's amazing. So Jane had touched a little bit about. Um, if you read my resume, it looks like I didn't know what I wanted to be in nursing, but it wasn't that. It was just a lot of opportunities were afforded to me. Mm-hmm. So I jumped on them. So yeah. I worked like Jane said. I first thing I did was med surge, and that's what I tell every nurse they should do. But no one ever listens to me, mm-hmm. and then um, did a little <laughs> more urology, emergency room, uh, family practice doctors, cardiology, learned how to do echoes and just a, a vast variety. Um, sure. Then kind of went into more education, like with case management and discharge planning. And then I ended up where I think I always knew I wanted to be, and that was in hospice. Okay. So 40 years of nursing, and I tell people all the time, I learned a lot, but I learned more from the patients, the families, and the staff that I worked with than the books or anything like that.
0: I agree. don't they, they teach right? you a
3: lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. And you just have to be smart enough to recognize it. And I took that. I can't tell you how many times I've said to a patient, I one time have had a patient tell me this and those kind of things. So mm-hmm. that brought me to my um, meeting the families, the staff. And, um, and then it was time... It seemed like it went fast, but then when you look back at it, it was a long road. Uh, Retirement. (laughs) And um, I have to say, I'm enjoying retirement. Are you? um, Because it affords me the time. Okay. And the time to help with my elderly father. He's 91. Mm -hmm. And um, I tell him all the time, you know, Dad, you think you know everything. And he says, no, I know I know everything. So we (laughs) kind of come from that. Perspective, right? Um, I have grandbabies that I, um, and then I have grand teenagers, so Ooh. I'm spending more time with them, taking them on vacations when they go, and different things like that. Because as a nurse, you sacrifice a lot, as you guys know in healthcare, right? Uh, you missed holidays, you missed, you worked weekends, you worked three shifts sometimes in one week, yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I'm now um, saying yes to whatever I can. Because um, I read a quote, and I can't remember who it was from, but it was something about I'm filling my life and it overflowing with moments. Oh. It's no longer tasks. Mm-hmm. I now see it I as like that. moments. Moments, that that's nice. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Excuse
2: me, Katie, she's stealing my end of the podcast <laughs> quote and my good story today.
0: Huh? Is she? No. no okay, no, thank no. You. We're good. We're I good. always try We're to steal
3: off some of this good
2: stuff. <laughs> Oh, but
0: um,
3: so that's a little bit about me and my nursing career. So where where do we want to go?
0: What do you want to? You get started. You tell okay. us. Give us some ideas. And, and James... how about
2: senses? How about visual? How about hearing? Okay. Mm-hmm. How about amb- How about walking and you know, aches and pains? Thank okay. you.
0: Yeah, knees. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to tell you, it's funny because I probably didn't have an ache or a pain. Hmm. Till I got into my 60s, okay. I had friends that always had, um, you know, arthritic knees, or they had this, or they had bad backs. I, I didn't have any of it until I got into the 60s. <laughs> I tell people all the time because I can do nothing better than anyone I know. So um, I rested a lot. I was able to do nothing better than anyone I know. When it was time <laughs> to relax, I know how to relax. So I think that saved my body a little bit. But I have to laugh and I, I, I'll i never forget um, one time I turned over in bed and I thought, oh my gosh, what is that next to me?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It was my belly. <laughs> <laughs> I Ooh,
2: thought, the belly. There, there it goes. is. <laughs>
3: what is that? And it was me. And I thought, i where did that come from? I, I never, I was never heavy. I now have this. As you want to call it, a Buddha belly, and I didn't ever hurt that, but it is so true. And I had to laugh because I had looked at my stomach, I, and I just said, "Well, you might as well name it, because mm-hmm. it's yours." So <laughs> that was my first um, physical change that I could see. Right? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Another one was my vision. <laughs> um. I remember trying to read um, a vial of medications, and I had to then start to wear what we call cheaters.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: you know and because i couldn't see the tiny little numbers on these vowels. and i thought well don't they want older nurses to work because we can't even read this stuff right. so i started with cheaters and then i put the cheaters on and take them off and put them on and take them off finally i thought i might as well just get glasses that were blank at the top but then just had like a little bifocal because i i got tired of where did i put my glasses that kind of stuff so vision was uh, the one of the first things i noticed in my career
2: Mm -hmm.
3: that um, went kind of downhill. Hearing, (laughs) oh, I go to my daughter's house and I cannot hear their TV. So I ask them now to put closed caption on Mm -hmm. because they have um, uh, cathedral ceilings and the kids' bedrooms are upstairs. Mm -hmm. And if you turn the TV up too loud, it just goes right upstairs. So I have to laugh. I just, like I said, I just claim it, you know, Mm -hmm. hey, put on closed captions because I can't hear you. Or I'm asking people to repeat things a little more than I used to.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so I haven't had an official hearing test yet. Right. But um, what you do is you're constantly adjusting.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You have to try to figure out and well, navigate
2: would be a can, great way to I say Can I it. ask something if you don't uh-huh. mind? Sure. I think you just brought up something interesting is you have to adjust. See, I think people have a tendency to deny. Mm-hmm. Do, you ever, do you ever tell somebody to go have a hearing test yes. and then say, what do you mean? Yep,
1: absolutely. I mean,
2: God forbid right. somebody right. else say you need to have your hearing tested. Right. You know, But right. I mean, when you say you need to make modifications, sure you're right. And that's where I think people just want to live in that denial zone because that's just a whole lot more comfortable. But
0: well, they're missing out so much on life by right. not accepting the fact that, you know, I'm having an issue with my hearing. And... And you know, actually, what are they saying that the hearing aids are not as expensive anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not as noticeable, right? Um, so I would say that I would probably accept that yeah. I am experiencing some hearing loss. Yep. I know for me, um, Cheryl, I'm having issues with sound and going to a restaurant, and if it's too loud. Mm-hmm. I, it's amplified like mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. me and so I have to leave that restaurant and is I, that
3: yeah right? I think that makes folks a little nervous my mom would not wear a hearing aid for the longest time because she tried it and that's all she heard was the background noises mm-hmm. but I think technology has really improved and the right. smaller ones that fit right into your ear so I think that that is something that's on my agenda I like always like to have a to-do list mm-hmm. and or resolution list, as I say. Right. So that will be something that you just have to decide. I, I don't want to keep saying, I'm sorry,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I didn't hear you. You know right. what I mean? But I also, you have to realize we are not who we were at 30 and we're at 60. So I'm so much wiser at 66, proud to say, than I was at 30. So I have to, I want to claim that. So I also have to claim the things that was a little bit of a downfall. Sure, you know, um, makes sense to me. You know, like so when you talk about, I, I talk about um, my skin, the age spots. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I loved the sun when I was young. I wanted to have a tan. I thought you always looked good with the tan. I still think you look good with the tan. But mm-hmm. and um, but my skin has certainly paid the price with a lot of um, age spots, is what we call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to think that I've earned them, so I'm gonna, um, and um, someday, when I get really courageous, I might let my grandkids play Connect the Dots. <laughs>
0: but, but you know what's interesting about the aging of the skin is mm-hmm. that sometimes I'll look down at my hands and I'll see my grandmother's hands. Mm-hmm.
3: Isn't that the oh, truth? I see my mom's. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, all and, the different, the, the texture of the yeah. skin. Right. You know, I
3: had to laugh because, and sometimes uh, commercials, they're very, very good at targeting an audience. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was called crepe skin I didn't know until
0: yeah.
3: Crepe Race came yeah. out and advertised <laughs> on TV. And I'm like, I have crepe skin. You know, <laughs> I mean, like, right. because it's dehydrated. You're, right. It's it's really thirsty. I don't drink enough water. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have to, you know, try to combat those kind of things. With the things as a nurse, I was always taught. Mm-hmm. You have to drink water. Right. You have to, you know, am I good at it? No. You know, but it's so funny. I now have crepe skin and age spots. Well, looking pretty. I'm going to the beach next week.
0: Well, I think I'm going to be good. looking good. I think I'm going to have a glass of water and take a <laughs> sip right that, now, Cheryl.
3: That I, and we all should. Cheers to the water. Cheers <laughs> to the water. Um, the other thing that I think is funny is teeth you know, um, COVID played a real number on my teeth because, um, it was very stressful mm-hmm. for all of us. Um, I worked for a good part of, uh, COVID and it was incredibly stressful. And so my, um, drug of choice, if I should say, is Coca-Cola. So Coca-Cola, it's one of the best things that I have in my life. Um, it just, uh, is good for me to drink, but it is bad for everything in my body. And for my teeth, though, I drank a lot of Coca-Cola as a stress reducer and um, didn't get to the dentist because of COVID. And um, when I got there, I had like five cavities. Mm -hmm. So I really learned a lesson that, you know, less is more and you have to find other ways to do stress. So, what I really should have thought about was drink water and not Coca Cola. And then I could have, you know, probably prevailed a little better with my skin and my teeth. Right. But um, you just, you know, then like again, you have to own it. You had to make the appointments. You had to go back. You had to get this filled. You, you know, because you want to keep your teeth
2: mm-hmm. because
3: that is so important in aging. I look at my dad now who has. Just upper dentures, and he—how many things he cannot eat anymore. Mm-hmm. So you have to take care of your teeth, and it's really important. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a you know the old weight gain, but I think that's kind of beat to death a little bit. But
0: I agree. It, I it's agree. you know um, I think
3: sometimes we just own it. You know, I just buy another size and try to maintain at a certain weight, but I don't. Um, I try not to. Um, not allow myself to have something. Mm -hmm. I try not to, you know, be, oh, what would be the word? Stay away from something that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, you know, trying to watch what I eat, but still eat things in moderation because moderation is certainly the name of the game.
2: I don't know why we as women sometimes feel at our age now, and of course I'm 60, going to be 68 why I think I should be at the age when I wore my wedding gown. But sometimes we have these moments where mm-hmm. we think, oh, I wish I was thin like that, really. Mm-hmm. That's not really very, and again, I'm not owning it by mm-hmm. thinking, oh, geez, I wish I could get into that wedding mm-hmm. gown again. But, because is yeah. that really healthy? Right, 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 right.
3: And I think you have to, you know, you have to be active, mm-hmm. which I am. You have to, um, you know, be take care of yourself. And if your size is a little bigger than it used to be or a little bigger than you'd like it to be, uh, just own it. It's okay. You'll be fine as long as you're happy and and okay with that. If that's something that bothers you, then the, then you do something about it. The other thing is um, with age came something for me, which I was not prepared for, and
0: it's food allergies. Oh, I didn't think about that. Did you?
2: Did you? No, I did yeah.
3: not. Um. I had some dry patches on my skin um, and I said to the doctor, you know, and she said, Oh, you know, I th- and I had knee pain. So we'll end with knee pain. But um, <laughs> so my first thought was, cause you know, nurses, we diagnose everything and everyone um, I thought psoriatic arthritis because you know, you have dry, e- it almost looks like eczema mm-hmm. and joint pain. So that is two classic signs. But what it ended up being is I'm allergic to gluten and dairy. Oh, and oh. I, I'm i not celiacs, mm-hmm. but I am allergic, and it gives me terrible GI issues mm-hmm. and skin issues. Mm-hmm. So I said to my doctor, well, I was never allergic to this before. and right. So what is happening? She said, well, you just developed an allergy. So I've done some reading on it, and it basically is really – pointing a finger at preservatives and the food is not what it was 30 years ago Uh and how we preserve our foods and what they spray them with and how we can buy fruit that has been in a truck for 30 days and it still looks good. There's a reason they Mm -hmm. put something on that. So that is what my body is um, reacting to. So I now have to adjust a little bit of my diet Mm -hmm. so that I can, um, you know, keep my GI symptoms and my skin issues under control, but I wasn't prepared for that one, which was kind of funny. And my last one, I think I'd like to talk about is, um, knee pain.
0: (laughs) Right in my alley, (laughs) right in my knees. (laughs) Um, I cannot,
3: I can, when I'm sitting on the floor with the grandkids, I almost have to get in a tripod position to get up. I can't just bounce up like I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and my knees do not hurt when I'm sitting, standing, walking. But to go up and down steps, I really feel it. And I think it's the fact that we lose that sponge that is um, in between our bones um, of our knees. They have There's something called synovial fluid that kind of lets your bones kind of, be smooth and um, exist nicely without banging into each other. Well, I think as you get old or possible dehydration, those kind of things, not drinking enough water, those kind of things have um, affected my knees.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it's not to the point where I need to go to the doctor. I don't right. need a total knee replacement yet, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that you learn to um, own and you have to think okay i just have to learn a different way to get up mm-hmm. or i you know make sure that i take care of my knees as far as um not overextending them like i wouldn't climb up you know i mean i'll go up steps but i know what my limit is because mm-hmm. i don't want like a tear or someone what do you call it a quote a blowout of your knee mm-hmm. so you just have to do things a little slower and you have to take it easy but um those are some of the things I've experienced growing older and being a nurse. I think I'm a little more cognizant of my body.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: I'm trying not to ignore it. I'm not trying to overreact and I'm trying
2: to just, um, plug along. And I think getting mad about a problem as we might want to, it's very simply, it's very simple to be mad about a problem. Um, and that doesn't solve anything and that doesn't allow you to look at the modifications you could make for your own comfort or for just going on down the road. Does that make sense?
0: It does make sense. I think accepting the fact that you have to make modifications is mm-hmm. key. Yes, I absolutely. Um, I find that even when I work out, I'm um, at the JCC in the morning and I do this class called DECA and um I'm not able to do the things that maybe somebody younger just because, and I know I constantly talk about the knees and my apologies, but it is something that bothers me because I was a very, and still am athletic, but um, I am now learning how to make modifications Mm -hmm. when I work out. Um, But don't you think
3: that's the whole point is, life is just about making modifications. modifications. Today's not the same as yesterday, but it's not the same as tomorrow. So you, right. you modify to have a good day today. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I, I
0: what agree. I see fit. And I think owning it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. talked about owning it, and I agree that instead of complaining about it, own it mm-hmm. and then make the modifications mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. is best for you. We all age differently. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I have to say,
3: I feel I'm a very healthy Mm-hmm. I don't take any prescribed medications. Right. I'm, um, you know, but this is just the natural aging process that I'm blessed to only have this. Uh-huh. You know, I look at, you know, when you look at patients and some of the things people have endured, um, you have to, you know, count your blessings.
0: Right. I agree. I agree. Well, Cheryl, uh, Jane, and I would like to really thank you for your time.
3: Thank you for having me. I am so honored
0: to be the first guest (laughs)
3: on your podcast. And um, to be, I think podcasts are a great way to communicate. I, I love the fact that you said in your first podcast that, you know, some people don't want to go to a support group. They, you know, but sometimes you can hear something. And I was in sales for a little while and I learned something. I learned a lot of things in sales, but I learned that Sometimes people have to hear things five times and sometimes it's, are they in the mood to listen? Are they able to listen? Did the person say it in a way they understood it? And sometimes, and I'll give you an example of that. I swore I was never going to have a colonoscopy. Don't have any history of um, colon cancer in my family. Why would I, I just didn't think I'd ever do that. And this doctor one day just said to me, it's the only test, that can prevent cancer. I ordered, I had her order my colonoscopy on the spot. Good. That is what I heard. And so sometimes listening to this podcast, listen to it again, you'll hear something and the next guest may say something. So that's what's learning is all about is listening.
0: I so agree. thank
3: you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And just to mention that our next podcast is going to be on the functionality of aging. We're going to focus on physical therapy, home assessments and safety. Um, and we did the last time on our podcast and our very first podcast, I might add, um, I ended it with a quote on aging. And so this evening, Jane, you have a quote for us, correct?
2: Not only is Cheryl here with us, but my quote is I'm bringing Eleanor Roosevelt in with us tonight. Beautiful. Oh, Kate. Kate, that's what she says. Really? That wasn't rehearsed, folks. (laughs) This is a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. Beautiful young people are accidents of nature, but beautiful old people are true works of art. Wow. Wonderful. That's nice. I do nice. love that. I like that.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, once again, Jane and I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. What, what the, the hell, hell is, is elder care? We look forward to our third podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you again, Cheryl. Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye-bye.